You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? This is Madison Morris along with Brady Trantham via phone call. Welcome to another episode of the OKC82 Podcast. Tonight, the Oklahoma City Thunder fell to the New Orleans Pelicans 118 to 114. Not the prettiest game. Uh, a lot of back and forth action. There were 17 lead changes. The game was tied 12 times. Uh, this was the second time these two teams met this season. First time was in Chesapeake Energy Arena where the Thunder were able to take that win. But this time in the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans, the Pelicans had the advantage. Uh, got real close there at the end. Um, a lot of exciting play action. But a lot of sloppy possessions too. And also I do want to make a disclaimer. Uh, sorry, I sound like this. It's going to be a bit of a struggle. You know, that time of the year where everyone gets a little gunky. So my apologies, but Brady kind of take us through this game and uh, just kind of what, what went so right for the Pelicans and what do you think the Thunder could have improved on? The Pelicans have Anthony Davis. The Thunder do not have Anthony Davis. Podcast and over. Good night, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The Thunder, let's see, they were outscored in the paint, 74 to 48. <laughs> Yikes. Um, the the Thunder only had, like, what, 36, 39 rebounds as a team. Julius Randle and Anthony Davis had 30 combined by themselves. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, the Thunder were just absolutely, they were just absolutely dominated in the paint. It kept them out of their game. It forced the Thunder to take, what, 43 three-pointers because Anthony Davis and Julius Randle were just dominating the paint so much and the thunder were just completely stifled um from the comfortness of their running their offense that they've been able to run rather well you know considering you know their deficiencies on offense that we always talk about every podcast they've been able to run an offense consistently game in and game out but tonight they were kind of forced outside of their comfort zone new orleans did a wonderful job of forcing that and Russell also had seven turnovers, and they Yikes. were all bad. They were bad. Russell's playing – I mean, he is playing terrible basketball. And, of course, I'm not blaming him for this loss. I'm not going to blame him for any loss because basketball is a team sport. And uh, Russell is the – you know, Russell is one of the best players on earth. But even the best players on earth can go through some, you know, some – bad stretches of games and Russell is just going through going through one right now I mean last the uh the other night against um and I can't even remember now who did they play when I'm so I'm so the other night where were we were there oh the Utah oh, Jazz we were there. oh yeah the youth oh yeah the you know the Jazz the Jazz everybody the everybody knows everybody knows Jazz from you know the state of Utah but anyway <laughs> um uh yeah the Thunder or See, I'm screwing up already. <laughs> it's all good. I need to stop looking at Twitter. Twitter is <laughs> Twitter, Twitter is, is evil. right now. We're getting all we're getting a lot of great questions. We're getting a lot of great comments that are breaking my concentration and making me laugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, Russell is just having a bad stretch of games, and I, I don't know if he's in his own head. I don't know if he's still trying to get his legs back under him and getting getting in game shape and condition because he didn't have a preseason. And he's been in and out of the lineup, you know, um, twice significantly this season already. I, I don't know what it is, but he is just not the same player that we've seen for the last two years. 
And for whatever reason, it's affecting him on both sides of the floor. But even still, having said that, Russell did play a huge part in getting the Thunder back to uh, finding themselves with a uh, two-point deficit and the ball and gave them a chance to take the lead late. Uh, uh, Billy Dolvin uh, draws up a really good play for Russell Westbrook to go around the defense, drive and kick it out to Alex Abrinas, who had a really good look, wasn't able to knock it down. If he knocks it down, this is a completely different podcast. But um, even still... I mean, Russell's just having a bad stretch of games, and mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing that the Thunder are still able to win games or um, give them put themselves in positions to win games, um, <clears throat> despite their best player having games like this. But that's just where they are now, and if they're going to continue to win games, Russell needs to figure out what to do like from the free throw line and from the floor. Well, I'm wondering if it's this game that kind of just put Russ in a little bit of a funk because – you know, the last time that the Thunder played the Pelicans, they were able to take the 122-116 to 116 win, but that was the game that Russell Westbrook rolled his ankle in, what was that, the third quarter and had to be taken off. And so, you know, I don't know. He picks up attack tonight. He has a bunch of just high energy. I think there was one point uh, people were saying that were at the game that his teammates were really having to console him and help him prevent picking up that second tech. So, you know, he's just been playing with a lot of animosity lately, and I don't know if that's even the right term to call it, but, I mean, I agree with Brady. I think Russ has just been off of it right now. Um, Maybe just, you know, having to sit out so many games this season, not participating in any preseason, uh, or maybe he's, you know, I don't even want to, like, joke about this really because it's a real thing, but, you know, he does have those two new babies. He might not be getting a lot of sleep. He might uh, be trying to dedicate more of his time to fatherhood you know i just i don't really know what's going on with russ but i, I kind of well, wanted... i don't what I don't, sorry really quick i don't think that um nina and the twins and noah are even in oklahoma city i think they're i think they live in la for now okay so he's probably just kind of like on his own yeah but still that that might I be mean, hard not could, having your family there yeah that could play into it i mean i mean at the end of the day what we're both basically saying is he's in his own head and only he can he's he's his own worst enemy at this point right no right and like that last play I was kind of interested in that because they took Alex Sabrinas off the bench and kind of put him in cold when he was you know he hadn't really been playing a lot at that moment they were like okay you know we're gonna give this to Alex he's gonna make that game-winning shot and you know I think it was a good idea at the same time I was kind of iffy about it but you know I don't know if you want to give that last shot to Paul again he's been given the last shot if he would have taken it tonight that would have been his third time in the past like five or six games you know that's a lot of pressure to put on one guy so you know giving it to Alex I think that was a pretty smart idea drawn up by Billy maybe Alex should have been playing a little bit more leading up to that so he wasn't so cold but I mean people can say like why why Alex why trust Alex with that but I mean who else would you trust in this situation like who else do you want to give it to and I don't really have an answer for that because I don't know if Paul would be the best person at that point or you know I mean you don't really want to give it to someone like Patrick or probably not give it to someone like Russell if he's not shooting too well from the three and I think he misses that three with about 10.1 seconds left and you know that was he was kind of the leader like Brady said of that major comeback to pull him within two but he tries to chunk up that three with 10 seconds left it doesn't fall immediately gives it back over and uh, luckily Julius Randle was able to miss those two free throws and give the Thunder a second chance it just didn't work out and that's just the kind of night the Thunder had. 
Well, I think you brought up a good point with that last possession and Alex Marines taking the shot over Paul George. And, I, you know, like you said, there's like two or three questions concerning that same topic. Why didn't Paul George take it? I've been saying for the last few seasons, especially um, since Alex Marines has been with the Thunder, that the Thunder need to have games like this. Now, obviously, you want to win, and you want Alex Marines to knock down that shot. But they basically need to have examples and situations where it's not Russell or Paul taking the last shot. You need to give guys like Alex Sabrinas, and I know I'm going to get crucified for this, but if Patrick Patterson is on the floor for whatever reason, Patrick Patterson or Jeremy Grant, you need to put themselves, put those guys in situations to hit big shots at the end of the games. And it's not it has really nothing to do with this game in particular. It, this is just one of 82. What you need to see this rate, the regular season as, as an experiment when you find yourself in situations like this. And the reason why is because when you get to the postseason, and, you know, the Thunder are going to be in the postseason this year, barring a catastrophic injury plague, the Thunder are going to be in the playoffs. When you are in the playoffs, you want to be able to count on guys like Alex Sabrinas, like Jeremy Grant, like Patrick Patterson, being able to hit timely shots. And how do you do that? By putting them in situations like they, like they were tonight. Now, Alex didn't hit the shot. Alex at least has the confidence now that, okay, I got put into a situation where I got an open look. Next time I'm going to knock it down. Right. And now I know Russell is going to look for me. Whereas in the past, we've seen Russell jack up a three. We've seen Russell give it up to Paul George, and he'll jack up a, th- a contested three. That was, other than the shot obviously not going in, I think this is going to be a really good thing for the Thunder moving forward. And if they find themselves in similar situations – against a team like, you know, New Orleans that has some defensive versatility, you know, and length on them, they're going to obviously look for Russell. They're going to obviously look for Paul George. Give it to somebody else. Right. Try to make them earn it, and all that can do is just increase their confidence as the season progresses. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's like, it's good to have these other players that are getting getting these opportunities because, you know, like Brady said, you can't always give it to the star of the team. You can't always give it to Russ. You can't always rely on Paul to make those shots you can't put that kind of pressure on one guy because believe it or not these guys are human and you know they're gonna make mistakes they're not gonna get the shots that so many people are hoping they get because that's just part of the game and it's a long season so putting guys like Alex and Patrick and oh gosh I don't know maybe they'll give it up to Dennis one time who had an incredible game tonight you know putting guys like that out there to get that last shot and kind of be the hero of the game is it's gonna put some fire under their feet and you know, the, the Oklahoma City bench outscored New Orleans 36-18, to 18, and it's good to have guys like Nerlens and Dennis, who was an absolute star tonight. And I was kind of thinking while watching this, like, poor Dennis. He has had so many opportunities where he has kind of a quiet night, but the Thunder can't really come out with the win for that night. But then he has, like, big nights like this where he's just dominant on offense, and the Thunder have to go home with that loss. So... I, f- I feel like that might be a little frustrating for him, but he's such a team guy. I think he is really just looking to contribute to any kind of Thunder win, any kind of Thunder loss. He just wants to be a teammate, and he wants to be a team player. And I've just been so impressed with him going this far into the season right now. Oh, yeah, no question. And, you know, that that's kind of the shame about tonight um, when you were talking about with the Thunder's bench outscoring the Pelicans by such a wide margin. I mean, it was completely neutralized by the fact that <laughs> The Pelican starters outplayed the Thunder starters, um, for lack of a better word, and the uh, points in the paint was just so lopsided that any, you know, any any 
anything you see in the box score that the Oklahoma City Thunder had an advantage over, it's just going to probably be neutralized over the fact that the Pelicans had almost 75 points in the paint, and that you can just not let that happen, even right. in today's NBA. And also, you know, this was actually kind of a funny thing that I didn't even notice until I saw it in the postgame. The Pelicans won this game, and they only made four three-pointers. Oh, wow. That's, that's incredible. I need to go back and look at the uh, Thunder's other eight losses this year to see um, if they've given up if they've given up less made three pointers in a loss than four because I, I I can't think of one. I can't think of one right now. No, I mean New Orleans. It's weird because New Orleans is one of the more explosive teams in the NBA offensively, mm-hmm. and of course it's because they've got Anthony Davis and he's a budding MVP candidate, one of the best players in the world, and is just so versatile. He can beat you from so many different spots on the floor. But tonight it was just, you know, the, there there was a point where the Pel, where the Pelicans were just making everything that they put up in the in the in the sky. They just, it seemed like they were just throwing stuff up in the air and it was just falling and it was just New Orleans' night. And that's going to happen. That's going to happen, right? That's going, yeah. That's that's going that's going to happen. And the problem for Oklahoma City is they didn't do themselves any favors by being so careless with the ball in the first half. In the first half they had they actually had opportunity after opportunity to not only take the lead but to give themselves you know a comfortable cushion in terms of the score mm-hmm. and just careless passing um, I, mean, I mean mainly by Russell Westbrook I mean in the first quarter the Thunder had four or five turnover turnovers and Russell had three of them right and each, each of his turnovers seemed backbreaking and I think the Pelicans scored on every single Russell Westbrook turnover tonight yikes it was just you know you clean that up it's a much different game, but it's it's just kind of the same. You know, it's just it's kind of the same theme uh, that we've seen all year. The Thunder, when they do lose games, they rarely get blown out. Their defense always puts them in position to win. It's just going to come down to: Is Russell Westbrook going to get out of his own head? If Russell Westbrook gets out of his own head, the Thunder win this game by ten or fifteen points. Mm-hmm. No, right, and you know, it's kind of funny looking at. Anthony Davis and I think he just has such a crucial role in how the Pelicans play and how they perform against a team like the Thunder the last time the Thunder and the Pelicans met Anthony Davis had 20 points and he turned the ball over five times and the Thunder were able to walk walk away with that win but tonight you know he was just dominant he had 44 I think he turned the ball over three times but you know a guy like that if he's going to be such a leader on offense it's going to affect the way that the rest of his teammates play and we like you know we've seen that with the Thunder and when guys like Paul George are having a good night or Dennis Schroeder or even Russell, you know that affects the way these guys play and especially with having a starter like Jeremy Grant getting in foul trouble so early on and you know he had to sit down. I think in 19 minutes he picked up five fouls and I I kind of noted you can't have a starter pick up five fouls like that and get into foul trouble because you have to like if you're going to be in crunch time you're going to have to have your starters out on the floor and. You know, with Jeremy having to sit down for a majority of the game, it's just it's going to put the Thunder in a real shaky position. And um, when they put him back out, I was just like, do not touch anybody. Like, don't don't fall out like this team. They, they need you right now. They they needed everything that they could get. And it, they still were just they came up short. I really don't even know much else to say. It was just it was not the Thunder's night tonight. And like we said, it's a long season. That's going to, that's going to happen. And this was just a good night for the Pelicans for sure. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy Grant, like you said, he picked up his, his fourth foul at 12 seconds into the third quarter, basically on the Pelicans first 
offensive possession of the second half. And then it seems like I think the possession, the next possession or two later, he picks up his fifth foul and doesn't play until about the five or four minute mark of the fourth quarter. He he sat out the entire third quarter and most of the fourth quarter. So just, I mean, like you said, it wasn't a Thunder's night. Jeremy Grant's you know foul trouble really played into that because I mean you just look at the score distribution. Everybody did what they usually do. I mean, Paul scored, Stephen Adams did well, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, despite you know all the bad things that we've been saying about him. He finishes with 20 points, 6 rebounds, and 7 assists. Schroeder outscores him with 24 points. Jeremy Grant has a normal game, like 12 or 13 points. You know, you're probably looking at a different outcome. Right. But again, if you're a Thunder fan, you kind of have to accept that these, these types of games are going to happen in a regular season where – there's going to be games like this where you, you know, you'll sit back like we, like you and I are doing, Madison, where we just sit back and say, well, if this happened, or if this turnover didn't happen, or if this guy played a little bit better, you know, this is probably a five to ten point victory for the Thunder. But mm-hmm. you want you want this team to go through some struggles like this that are easily correctable, and they are easily correctable. Yeah, for um, sure. And kind of what I was saying to what I was saying earlier about Alex Sabrinas. Um, you want Alex Brands to get that shot because I'm, one of our questions in, um, do you have it pulled up? It's a, actually, I have it pulled up. Let me yeah. pull it up on my computer. Um, let's see, at Preston Billy, um, Preston uh, Watterson or Watterson, what, however I'm saying. Apologize, apologize if I mispronounced <laughs> it. He asked, his, he asked what will Brands' three-point percentage be by the end of the season? Um, so what I was saying earlier, like obviously, you want to see him make this one. Mm-hmm. He didn't make it. He's not really. He's not shooting well, particularly in the last month. He had that one game against Atlanta where he blew up. If you take that away, he's shooting around twenty percent in the last month from three. I think he's going to finish north of thirty six percent, thirty seven, thirty eight percent. And if that's the case, that that's really good for the Thunder. Right. But again, just try and look at this this final possession for the Thunder and in in this loss and just see it as a positive moving forward for future situations where they can possibly find themselves in. And to be frank, the Thunder are going to find themselves in, you know, single possession games at the, you know, at the ends of games time and time again, because they're a very good defensive team and they're not a very good offensive team. So right. they're going to find themselves in these positions a lot. And, you know, you can depend on Russell Westbrook getting to the rim. You know, you can depend on Paul George to be a threat from beyond the arc. You need to be able to depend on other guys like Alex Abrinas. So, at least now he has the he has the evidence that okay, they they don't forget about me in a, a late game situation. Yeah, and honestly, watching this game, a win for the Thunder started looking really distant about mid third quarter. But the way this team just fought and brought it within two. Even with just seconds left, you know, it, I say I say this in almost every podcast, but it really does speak volumes to the way the Thunder team fights. It, you know, it shows Thunder fans that they're really out there. They're trying to win. They know what they need to do. Uh, they're still figuring things out. It's going to happen. But um, I was just impressed with a lot of stuff tonight. You know, I'm continually impressed with Nerlens Noel. Um, <laughs> I don't remember when it was in the game, but he had this time where he pulled a Russell Westbrook and kind of like drove to the basket and tried to like slam it in. It didn't work out for him, but I was just like, okay, Nerlens, you know, like guys like that, they're playing with more confidence. They're really getting up there. Of course, Nerlens had a couple more blocks tonight. That's what he's been doing best. Um, Alex Abrinas with the dunk of his own. I love when Alex Abrinas dunks just because it's fun. It's cool to watch. So <laughs> shout out to Alex. That was, that was good. You might not have gotten that three pointer at the end, but you dunked it, dadgummit. And it was awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a stark contrast between the former Kentucky Wildcat centers, um, Nerlens Noel versus <laughs> Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite, quite, quite different. different in career. Quite the difference in career those two have been on. Right. I think there was a couple times that Dennis was mismatched with Anthony Davis. And I was just like, oh, Lord, someone help. Like, I'm sorry. And this is very evident. It's not like I'm not speaking truth right now. But the height difference is extreme. We're just like, oh, gosh, someone saved Dennis. But, oh, gosh, let's let's just highlight Dennis real quick because I was just so impressed with him. Uh, he finished with 24 points, three rebounds, four assists. Um, yeah, you know, just play, he's just playing some good basketball right now. He's he's stepping up when he knows he's, need, he's needed, and he's fitting in with this Thunder team like he's been with them for a while. So, you know, it's just it's an impressive thing to watch, Dennis, and I think he's just going to progress as the season goes on. And, you know, he's a great backup for Russell, and we might not even see Uncle Ray Ray anymore this season. Who knows? Well, no question. I mean, this was another, another game, and I – once again, I can't remember the other game that I'm thinking of, but it was another it was another example of Dennis Schroeder's you know play in the third quarter, late fourth quarter, where he basically kept the Thunder from getting blown out big time. Like just his ability to get to the rim and get some easy quick buckets, it would you know it would keep a potential 12-0 New Orleans run. He would turn that into an 8-2 New Orleans run or an 8-4 New New Orleans run. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans are still scoring at a clip that the Thunder don't want them to, but Schroeder is out there at least trying to level out the scoring as much as possible, and that's obviously a great asset that the Thunder have that they haven't had in, you know, maybe going back to Reggie Jackson's second to last year with the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Haven't been able to ha- they haven't had that for sure since then, but, um, you know, it, it's just a luxury that they have, and more, more times than not, it's going to result in some victories for them, but, you know, tonight was just, they, they shot themselves in the foot way too much. Um, and, you know, for every Brooklyn miracle that we saw last Wednesday where Paul George just goes off and saves the Thunder after they shot themselves in the foot on the perimeter way too much, you know, you're, you can't live like this if you're a basketball team. You can't just say, right. okay, we can kind of pussyfoot around for a quarter and a half or two or three and, and that's not to say that New Orleans didn't earn this win. They definitely did. They're they were the better team yeah. tonight, and they're they're a team that is capable of putting out performances like this. Especially Anthony Davis. It seems like every season he has one or two forty point games against Stephen Adams and the Thunder. It's it's just he's just that good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're Oklahoma City, you can't just have the mentality of we have this great defense. We know we'll give ourselves a shot at the fourth in the fourth quarter, no matter what. Just go ahead and take care of business early on. So you don't have to worry about it as much. And that's why they've been able to be so successful this year is because they've won games in the first quarter and the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Tonight, it was kind of the inverse. They lost the first quarter. Um, I, I don't know. They were leading after the first quarter, but too many turnovers kept that quarter from being a blowout thunder margin. Right. And in the third quarter, I think the Pelicans only outscored the thunder by four. But Anthony Davis having 16 points in the quarter, uh, four, I think the Pelicans got up to 55 points in the paint. Um, by that point, it was just too much and too many, too many simple mistakes that Billy Dominic's going to harp at them about and film. And you just can't do that, especially against a good team like New Orleans. Right. No, for sure. It's going to be all about just letting this game go, regaining your composure, and just moving forward. So, Brady, let's get to some questions. And let's do it. <laughs> I just sounded so funny when I said your name, Brady. 
<laughs> um, well, you, you call me Brady or dude or dub ass. Bro. Or I'm just going to be bro. like, yo, bro. Well, honestly, it hurts like hell to talk right now. So let's just get to some questions. Um, let's go to Cody McChicken. I just love this name. He always sends us questions. So shout out to Cody. Um, in all caps, and I wish I could yell this like I did earlier, but I don't know if I can. Um, why is Patterson so bad, and why did we just lose a game? Because no one can make free throws better than I could. Well. Well, I don't know your free throw percentage, Cody McChicken, <laughs> so I can't really answer this question truthfully. But the Thunder are not a good free throw shooting team. We know we knew that going That's into no secret, this right? game tonight. And, you know, Russell... Russell Westbrook, whatever has been going on with him for the last year and a half on the free throw line, you know, I don't want to say it's, oh, yeah, it's because the NBA doesn't allow you to walk past the key anymore, but because we know Russell Westbrook to be such a creature of habit, that probably has to play into it because I honestly have no other explanation. You don't just become a lackluster free throw shooter overnight. That's what happened to Russell Westbrook, and he was a very consistent free throw shooter. He's at like an 84% free throw shooter, which is, Mm-hmm. near automatic and now it's just kind of an adventure at the free throw line now yeah so and when and when he's your best player and he's the player that will primarily get to the free throw line the most because of his style of play it's it's just going to trickle down from there because Stephen Adams is going to get a lot of foul opportunities and while he's fairly good from the free throw line um being a seven foot tall center that doesn't stretch the floor he's not a guy you can depend on Paul George We'll get to the free throw line six, seven, eight times. Not really enough to move the needle. And then you're depending on guys like Jeremy Grant, mm-hmm. like Terrence Ferguson, who never gets to the foul line. You're depending on guys like, um, and you know, it, someone like Dennis Schroeder, who is a good free throw shooter. His the his style of play is more finesse and smooth. Mm-hmm. He avoids contact, and he really avoids getting to the foul line as a result. So you just have a plethora of average free throw shooters and average to bad three-point shooters so that's this this is what happens to the, this is what happens when you have a bad offense yeah and you know I don't want to harp on Patrick Patterson too much because I know in the beginning of this we were kind of saying you know Russ has been off for a couple of games he's been kind of in a funk I want to say the same for Patrick his stretch has been a little bit longer um you know he he was doing some good stuff at the beginning of the season, but right now he is just way off. And I don't want to totally count him out, though, because he does some good stuff uh, on the other end of the floor when he's not super accurate. I think he was like 0 of 3 from three-point line tonight, uh, uh, 1 of 4 from the field. I think he just ended with three points tonight because he had the opportunity to make it to the free throw line, but I think he uh, only made one of those, kind of going into what Brady was just talking about, not being extremely accurate from the free throw line. But you know, Pat Patterson's going to figure something out. And I think um, Billy's really going to work him in where he's needed to be. And, you know, obviously Jeremy Grant is getting that starting position for a reason right now because Jeremy's been having better games. But, you know, Patrick, he's going to figure something out. And there's a reason that he's playing. I think he played about 18 minutes tonight. And, there's, you know, there's a reason he's out there. There's a reason Billy puts him out there for that long. So, you know, definitely don't want to put Patterson down too much. He's just he's definitely been off, though, for sure. But yeah, we'll call, we'll call it off. We'll, we'll just call it off. Yeah, now. <laughs> we'll just call it off. I don't really know. I don't want to say anything else. Um, Colton Sappington at ColtSapp24 on Twitter. Um, we can kind of go over this again. He asked, why didn't PG have the last shot? And 
I, I mean, I want to go ahead and kick this off and just kind of reiterate what we were saying earlier. Just, you know, you can't always have a, the star of the team making those plays because it's just going to be a repetitive thing. And if it doesn't go right, people are going to bust a gasket. And so, you know, giving PG that last shot in Brooklyn was phenomenal because it worked to the Thunder's advantage. Uh, giving him the last shot in Chicago did not work, but, you know, that's that's to be expected. It's not always going to go in. He's not a complete superhuman, guys. Like, he's going to miss shots, and that's just how the cookie crumbles. But, you know, tonight giving Alex the opportunity to seal the deal for the Thunder was probably the right call just because he has been good at the three-point line in previous games. Um, as of lately, not so much, but... You know, you have to give these guys a chance to make an impact for their team. And you have to make this more of a team sport. And if that means dropping a game and picking up a ninth loss out of 82 games, then so be it. You know, maybe like Brady was saying earlier, maybe when Alex or if Alex gets this opportunity again, he'll make it. And that'll just be kind of like a turning point for him and his shooting. And yeah, I'm. I just kind of saw it as, as, I mean, Alex, Alex passes the ball in from, you know, from out of bounds, roll and runs under the rim, rolls back out to the elbow on the other side of the court. And it just seemed like that the, the design was a hundred percent for either Russell to take it to the rim and tie the game or possibly hit the shot and get fouled or Russell to find Alex Sabrinas. Cause the way Paul George was going, it just didn't seem like, it seemed like Paul George was the decoy. Right, and that—that's of course just a random schematic. Probably something Billy noticed that New Orleans was over pursuing on Paul George because they kind of understood he's um, out of this entire team. He's the most consistent shooter. I mean, he shoots what forty-two percent from the three-point line. He was only three of seven, uh, shot fifty percent from the floor. So I think everybody and their dog assumed <laughs> that Paul was going to get the last shot. Right. So I, I just kind of interpreted it as a pure schematic decision by Billy Donovan and. And the way that it ended up, you've got to agree with the with with the call because Alex got a great look, and Alex Brinus is the three point shooter on this team for better or for worse. Yeah, and um, he's got to hit that shot. That's on him. That's not on anybody else. Yeah, no, I agree. So, kind of keeping that same same rhythm going with the questions. Let's go to Todd Little at the tweets of Todd. I actually really like that ad name. Um, he asks, is it time that we stop calling Patrick Patterson and Abridas three-point shooters? Well, here's here's the thing. You can stop calling them three-point shooters when defenders stop closing out on them. Right. If Andre Rob, um, two years ago when the Thunder got eliminated by the Rockets in the uh, first round, the second highest scoring player for that Thunder squad outside of obviously Russell Westbrook was Andre Robertson. And he was shooting, I think 41% from the three point line that game, that series. Wow. And he was taking like three or four attempts a game. So that's nothing to sneeze at, mm -hmm. but Houston never closed out on them because they're smart. Right. At least, at least, at least that rocket squad was, they were <laughs> smart. They're not going to waste time and waste energy closing out on the guy. That's not a good three point shooter and has proven to not be a good three point shooter so yes Alex Abrinas is going through a really bad slump right now but we've seen that over his career where he'll have a month of being fairly bad from the three-point line and then he'll follow it up by sh shooting near 50 percent from the three-point line for an entire month right so you're not going to see anybody um, 
just kind of half-assed closeout on Alex Sabrinas if he's wide open. Mm-hmm. Now, for Patrick Patterson, you might have a little bit more of a, uh, of a case there because we've seen Patterson with this team now for the last year and a half, and it's really never had a consistent up. There's just been a lot of downs. There's been sprinkled ups, but not enough to the point where you could say, okay, let's just let's wait and see like him get into a rhythm. Maybe he's just going through a slump right now. Um, but at the same time, he's a bench player. Mm-hmm. And he will hit the occasional three. He's shown that ability to. Um, he's not. I, I guess the question is really trying to say like a dependable three point shooter. Nah, like if you're depending on Patrick Patterson to knock down threes every game, you're just kidding yourself at yeah, this don't point. Do that. But but he is a guy that can knock them down, and that's what the Thunder have, and they're extremely valuable for this team because this team is just you know like we've said such a poor three point shooting team. Yeah, and Jeremiah, old father on Twitter, just asked us, shooting coach? Uh, I think he's talking about me. <laughs> oh, so as in, like, Brady should be the official Thunder shooting coach? Or I need a shooting coach. <laughs> Honestly, I need the shooting coach. I can't shoot well, at all. We, we all do. That's why we cover the sport and not play it. Exactly. I don't think I would contribute anything to the Thunder team right now. Oh, you contribute. You contribute something. I have some pretty sharp elbows, but I might get called. Yeah, there you go. I might get called yeah. for that. So, we I don't know. But um uh, you know, the rest of these questions we kind of answered. Um let's go ahead and we can just touch on this last one real quick from James Dixon. Um let's I, touch it. Let's just touch it. Like barely touch it. <laughs> But it's kind of a hot take, so everyone buckle in. He says, trade Russell. I cannot stand watching him play when he's bad, but he's incredible when he's good. But you never know what you're going to get on a night-to-night basis. Brady, I'm going to just let you touch this one. Well, it's uh, It's a hot take. (laughs) It's interesting because it's like, (laughs) trade him when he sucks, but I I, I want him when he's here mm-hmm. <laughs> or i want him when he's good um uh i mean sounds yeah, like an ig I mean, model that's that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be how fans fans will feel i mean i mean when ou plays like crap i get upset and i say some regrettable things do you they play um, maybe i don't know i don't know never have witnessed this before good 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 um, when they play well, I um, I am just the happiest boy on earth, and you know, <laughs> all that all that stuff. But oh, I, I will say, I am just as surprised as every as anybody else at how poorly Russell Westbrook is playing. Now, having said that, that should that alone should tell you how good he is because the guy is still averaging a triple double despite how inconsistent and bad he's been. Right. But at some point, I at some point the light's going to come on for him because we've just seen him play so, so, so well um, over the years. And we know what he's capable of. It's going to click for him at some point, whether it's just conditioning, whether it's just finding a rhythm, whether, whether it's just getting fully like integrated with the new roles um, for everybody, the new players, and even him trying to adapt to this growing system that Billy Donovan is implementing this season at some point it's going to click and you're going to see a much more consistent Russell Westbrook and when that happens 
looking at his numbers other than his three-point shooting, it's going to be a very, very, very good thing because he is becoming more efficient and he is getting better with his decision-making. It's just there will be t- nights like this where he will have seven back-breaking turnovers, and that's just kind of the thing you got to live with live with, with uh, Russell Westbrook. No, right, and I don't really have much else to add on to that, but, I mean, like Brady said, I think it's going to click. I think right now it's just a stretch of – odd games for Russ and I know Thunder fans are going to be outraged when things don't go great and he's not you know picking up 20 plus points a game but um, you know it's it's going to fall into place I, I it's still a long season ahead and I think Russ is he's definitely just kind of getting used to everything right now and um, they have a harder schedule coming up I think that's really going to put him to the test anyway so you know you never know with Russ and he's going to get out there and he's going to find something for him but um, yeah. Any final thoughts, Brady, um, before I wrap this up? Well, um, I have to, I have to repeat something that somebody asked me to on Twitter. It okay. comes from my good, good friend. Uh, I'll just refer to him as his, uh, Twitter alias, um, at Boomtown, uh, RW. Uh, <laughs> he told me to mention on the podcast that Bob Stoops employed grocery baggers as his O-line coach for multiple years. And even that doesn't compare to him keeping Mike Stoops or Josh Eichel as long as he did. <laughs> so uh, shout out to you, Boomtown. Thank shout you. Shout out to the you, Boomtown. So, so now I'm just going to um, now I'm just going to tweet you <laughs> and say, "All right, listen to the podcast." Boom. Perfect. All right. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for all your questions. It contributes so much when you guys listen and you stay involved with us. So thank you. Keep doing that. And we'll continue to ask for questions as we continue to uh, ramble your ears off. But that'll do it from us tonight. The Pelicans will take this win at 118 to 114. Uh, OKC does drop to 17 and 9 in the season. The Pelicans will advance to 15 and 15. Um, Russell Westbrook has 20 points. Paul George finishes with 25. Steven Adams has 10. And Dennis Schroeder coming in with 24. The Thunder are going to continue their road stretch going to, what do you call it, Mile High City in Denver on Friday where they will face the Nuggets. And they will return Is that what they home. Call it? Yeah, it's like Mile High City or something. Or just High oh. City or Mile City. I don't know. Yeah, look something it up. High there. It's something about being high. I think something's legal yeah, there. I don't there know. There we go. Don't know. But they will come home that next night for a back-to-back where they're going to host the Los Angeles Clippers, and they will stay at home Monday night for a rematch against the Chicago Bulls. But, yep, that's going to do it from Brady Trantham and myself. Thank you guys for listening to my scratchy, nasty voice. Hopefully it's better. Um, just a little disclaimer. I will not be here on Friday night, say prayers for me. I have to go to a high school reunion. Yuck. Yay. Yuck. Um, what is it? Your, your two-year high school anniversary? Haha. It's my five-year. Um, I know that's oh. still, like, not that impressive or anything, but it is my five-year. Um, and since I only live an hour and a half away, I kind of figured I should go and not be the snob that doesn't show up. So I am going to go to my high school reunion on Friday night. So you will be blessed with Brady and not my nasty voice and hopefully i am better by saturday night so i don't sound like this but brady take us home hey everybody thank you so much for listening to the okc um 82 podcast i'm sorry this is a thunder loft i hope you got hope everybody is happy and not punching their tv (laughs) screens right now um say say an extra prayer for madison and her voice hopefully she 
Hopefully her voice is fully healed by Friday so she can brag to all of her um, former friends and high school classmates that she's a big-time Thunder uh, (laughs) media media lady and, uh, you know, just just doing big things out in the big city of Oklahoma City. So, uh, yeah, so shout-out to you, Madison. Good luck to you. Thank you. And everybody, please stay sexy.